Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome to Chloe and Mike. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chloe and Mike. We have another morality episode of Am I the Asshole for You? And today's stories are surrounded around sticky situations. So that's with, you know, romantic relationships and friendships. And I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. So, all right, Chloe is going to lead us off. We each have two stories. We're going to switch off. And we'll see if we agree, if we disagree. I haven't heard hers. She hasn't heard mine. So you are getting our first real raw reaction. So let's jump into it. Yeah, let's get straight into it. So, am I the asshole for refusing to sing a song I've written for my girlfriend on my sister's wedding? I'm a sucker for music and songwriting. I haven't written many songs, let alone record. But I had good inspiration and I wrote a very touchy one for my girlfriend who I've been with for three years. I even synthesized music for it and I want to record it and personally give it to my girlfriend since it's special for us. My family asked me to play them the song since it's the first song that I finished and I did. My sister was very touched and she asked me to play that song on her wedding day for her and her husband. I said I can try making another song for them if I have the time and inspiration, but I don't want to play this one because it's personal for me and my girlfriend and it's about our relationship. She insisted that it is not a big deal and she wants me to play the song. I said, I don't want to, it's personal. She then pulled the, it's my wedding card, I'm your sister, can't you do me this favor? Can't you make your sister happy? I said no again. I told her I'd try to write one for her and her husband, but I'm not playing mine. Plus, it would be more touching for me to write their own song. She and my parents then proceeded to claim that it would be more appropriate for me to sing that song for my sister and her husband on their wedding day, since they're officiating their relationship and are not just boyfriend and girlfriend. That hit the nail on the head for me, and I said, you know what? F you all for what you're doing. This isn't fair at all, and the fact that you're undermining my relationship to make a point is really crappy. My parents, my sister, and her husband are now bugging me about this. They say I'm a very selfish person who can't do his sister a small favor and how I'm very uptight about this. Am I the asshole? No, not the asshole. (laughs) Sister's incredibly selfish, and it sounds like the parents enable her and... Her husband sucks, so that's it. Yeah, I feel like this one's plain and simple. I don't understand the sister nor the parents, and I feel bad for this guy and his girlfriend. Um, He wrote a really nice, lovely song, I'm sure, and I feel like it's weird that the sister wants the brother to sing that song at her wedding. That is weird. Right? Because, like, you've written things for me before, and you've written raps for me before, and I can't imagine one of your sisters being like, hey, can you rap that, sing that at my wedding? Like, I I would feel uncomfortable. Definitely not appropriate. Very self-centered. A little cringy and strange to have your sibling's romantic song demanded to be played at your own wedding um they should see his potential and ask him to do one for them and that should be a surprise 
I don't know why this shouldn't even be an issue. I agree. And, you know, it's one thing to ask. Maybe there are different family dynamics out there and there are, you know, brother and sister where that wouldn't be weird for the brother to sing his love romantic song at the sister's wedding. But if he said no, it's a clear boundary. Just move on. And if you want your brother to sing, have him encourage him to write a song like he said he would probably do in his own time or... Why don't you pick a song that you and your fiance like and have him sing that? The more I think about it, the more this is really weird that she wants this and that the parents are enabling it. It's really weird. It is, right? That's like, yeah, if I wrote a rap and then your brother was like, I want you to do that at our, dude, why, what? That's strange. And and it's not like he wrote it about them mm-hmm. or love in general, or it doesn't even sound like it was art. It sounds like it's a personal song to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. just like, I want that. And, yeah. and the parents, I don't know, I could speculate and say how they raised this girl, but you know, it doesn't sound like she's been told no too much in life and this isn't anything different. So that's ridiculous. It's, I'm sorry for this kid that he has to deal with this and question himself. Yeah. So I feel like this one's pretty clear for me, not the asshole. Sounds like for you, not the asshole or also mm-hmm. sounds like not the asshole for you. Also great. So, uh, let's see what Reddit says. Surprise, surprise. Reddit also says not the asshole. And let's read a few of the top comments. So top comment, not the asshole. Imagine the awkward chit chat with relatives afterwards explaining the inspiration for the song came from your relationship with your girlfriend, but your sister wanted to dedicate it to her. My petty side says, okay, sing it, but intro it saying who you wrote it for. And OP responds to that and says, this is actually genius. And you know what? I kind of like that. Can you imagine that? He's like, okay, I'll do it. And then he's like, by the way, this is for my girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. So everyone, I wrote this for my girlfriend and then like look at her and then start and then basically just do it to her and take the wedding as a venue to do the song, like perform it to her. Yeah. It's like a serenade to the girlfriend. Like call her over to the piano. Mm -hmm. Just totally take over the spotlight. Like, Sister has audacity. You want to play? You you don't play with fire because that's what happens. I mean, essentially, yeah. He should do it. That'd be great. Is this in the past? Do we know if it happened? This actually was just from two days ago, so it does not sound like the wedding has happened. All right, we what, need to check back. Yeah, I was going to say exactly what we can do in a later episode is on some of these stories, we'll go ahead and save them, and then we can do an episode all about like any updates. updates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An update one. Great. Well, we started off with an easy one. So let's get into a, um, a little more of a sticky one. And I'm going to let Mike take this. Yep. So I have a heavy one and a light one. We'll do the heavy one. Okay. Am I the asshole for refusing to be a godfather slash legal guardian for my friend's baby without a DNA test? Weird title, weirder situation. So my best friend, so OP's 26 male, best friend is 26 male. My best friend is Derek. 
We've been best friends since we've been eight years old. Due to some family issues, he lived with my family during high school and college. My parents call him their bonus kid, and we're basically brothers at this point. So I really don't trust his girlfriend of three years, Nicole, 25, female. She's always just given me bad vibes. She lies about little things for no reason. Unfortunately, her and Derek have a lot of similar experiences and hobbies, and he's head over heels for her. I've always been respectful to her, but I'm always looking out for Derek. My girlfriend thinks he's blind with love. So, Nicole is now eight months pregnant. Derek comes to me asking to be the godfather slash legal guardian. Derek works a dangerous job, so it wouldn't be crazy for something to happen to him. Nicole was on board with this too. I told him I would do that as long as he gets a DNA test done first. He was shocked and asked why. About seven months ago, so she must have been maybe one month pregnant, maybe not, Derek and Nicole broke up for a couple days. She claims nothing happened with anyone else, that she just came home, she just sat home and cried. But why not make sure? Why would it be an issue if she has nothing to hide? But my biggest reason is what Nicole did with her sister. So Nicole's sister had a kid, claimed her boyfriend was the dad. He wasn't, and she knew he wasn't. Nicole lied straight to her sister's boyfriend for years. Nicole knew the whole time that her niece wasn't his kid. Everything came out eventually. Dude left, and Nicole blamed the ex-boyfriend for not loving his kid regardless. I told her it wasn't his kid, and she knew it. When I called Nicole out, she said it wasn't her place to tell him. Ever since, I've kept her at arm's length and would rather Derek break up with her. Me and Derek have had deep talks about that. He just defends Nicole's actions. I asked him straight up if the kid wasn't his, would he stick around? He said no. Hence my pushing for the DNA test. Derek blew up at me, saying I was forcing him into something he doesn't want. I said I'm not helping him raise some other dude's kid, and that if the DNA test is such an issue, then pick someone else to be the godfather. And he can just tell Nicole I'm the one pushing for this, and blame can be on me. My parents are calling me an asshole. My girlfriend agrees that every kid should be given a DNA test at the hospital at birth to avoid issues, and we don't understand why that isn't a law. She's on my side with everything. Am I the asshole? Okay, so this one is multi-layered, and this is a good one. Um, when you first read the title, I thought to myself, this guy is a entitled prick demanding a child get a DNA test or have a DNA test done on a child that's not his. Now, I understand his responsibility and back to morality of, hey, my friend works a dangerous job. So if I'm going to be godfather, you know, there's like a big possibility I'm going to have to step in. So I need to make sure the validity of this child. Okay. I understand those concerns, but here's where I do think he is the asshole. If his friend who thinks he is the father and wants to be the father of this baby tells him, you are putting me in a position I don't want to be in. You're telling me things I don't want to hear. The potential godfather needs to listen to that boundary and step back. You know, if he was like, you know what? You're right. I need to know the sister. Nicole knew about her sister's baby daddy not being the real father, right? 
But this is not your potential child. If your friend is saying, back off, bro, then say, you know what? I respect that, but I don't want to be the godfather. Please count on somebody else. And then everyone gets what they want. That's what he said. But the whole thing is, the potential dad said if the kid wasn't his, he wouldn't stick around. Okay, well, that's the potential. He's not like... It's going to be my child. You know, he's like, no, if this isn't my blood, I don't want it. Sure. But he is not the one pushing or asking for a DNA test in his mind. But he's the one pushing someone else to potentially be legally responsible for someone else's life. Okay. Well, then the, being a godfather. It's not like, watch my dog for a week. It's like, no, you're this kid's dad if something happens to me at work. Okay. but he And if that kid isn't my kid, then I don't even want to be that kid's dad to begin with. It's it's ridiculous for a potential godparent to say, I need a DNA test. It's not their right to demand that. And if the father doesn't want one, and then if the father thinks that he's the dad and he's okay with it, then let it be. Just say, I don't want to be the godfather. It's that simple. It's really that simple. I mean, if I were to ask somebody, if I were to ever have children... And I would ask somebody to be a godparent and they said, get a DNA test for you or whatever first. I would say, you know what? I'm so sorry. Actually, I don't want that for my child. I'm going to ask somebody else. Okay. I agree. But look, this is what's happening. So he said what you said to do to find someone else if if he doesn't like it. So you are saying it's too bushy and crossing the boundaries and he is the asshole. Yeah, I think he isn't. I think he's looking out for his best friend of his whole life. Okay, I understand. This girl has a history. She lied about this exact thing. It's literally like, if the kid wasn't his, this guy looks like a hero. If the kid is his, he looks like he's a little overprotective, but he's it's good intent, right? He's looking out for his friend. And he clearly doesn't trust this girl who hasn't done anything to establish being trustworthy I am, from what we know. The godfather doesn't trust the girl, but the dad, potential dad, doesn't seem to not trust the girl. And I think there is a line in there that you said that really got me. The potential dad said something like, OP was saying things that he doesn't want to hear. Which, again, if your friend tells you, like, I'm okay, knock it off, you listen to that. In my opinion. He said he's forcing him into something he doesn't want. That's the key. That's like the 10 words that I think matter the most in this post. So there's an edit. Should I read it? So yeah. we, I think he's not the asshole. You think he is? I think he is being too pushy and is the asshole. Okay. So the edit says... After showing Derek this post and the responses, he's going to get a blood test done right now. Nicole isn't fighting him that hard, it sounds like. Okay. Okay, well, fine. Okay, we're going to go to the comment. The asshole, you stated your requirements to be the godfather, and they didn't want to do that. No assholes here. That's it. Stating it is Stating it once is fine. However, being repetitive is not. My opinion. So it's not, what is the overall Reddit vote? All right. So I've, sc- I've scrolled through a little bit and it looks like everybody 
is agreeing that he's not the asshole. OP is being asked to receive a legal burden. So therefore he can state his requirements in order to accept that. And if this potential father, like if his friend doesn't want to accept it, then that's it. Those are his terms. You ask him to do something, he states his terms. He doesn't want to do it. That's it. He's not an asshole. So what the fallout is a different story. See, I, I see this so differently. It doesn't sound like the potential godfather was like, oh, please do this DNA test. Here are my requirements. And then that's it. It sounds like he was being pushy, which is very different. Like when your friend tells you, I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of that. But you're like, I'm worried about you. You're the bonus child of my family. Like that's when you're being too much, you're hounding. Even though with your edit, it sounds like he's going to go through with it or not, whether or not that he thinks that his arm is twisted. But to me, I got the impression that OP was being pushy. And it's not like he just asked the requirements. But it sounds like so far that I am not with the majority here, which is fine. Well, I think, let's listen to what you're saying. You're saying, you know, Derek blew up on the OP and the OP was too pushy, but it sounds like Derek asked and OP said, no, get a DNA test. And then Derek said, no, I'm not getting a DNA test. I want you to be the Godfather. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it without a DNA test. And he said, no, you know, there's like a back and forth here. It's not like Derek said it. And then he's just like, bro, DNA to get it, get it, get it. And just like hawking him and, and harassing him to do it. It sounds like Derek doesn't want anyone else to have this responsibility. And he takes it seriously. So they probably argue about it. That's not the impression that I got from the way that it was written, but that's okay. I'm okay being not part of the majority. The one other thing that I wanted to point out about this, and we didn't really touch upon it, OP's girlfriend saying a DNA test should be required at the hospital, which is a very, very interesting um, subject. I say that I've heard it from a woman before. I find it fascinating it kind of gives me Gilead and the Handmaid's Tales, even though I'm not against it per se. Um, but for some reason, it rubs me the wrong way for that to be some type of requirement. And well, it could, it could they could pose it like a if one person opts for it, then you get it. If one of the parents wants it, then you get it. Yeah, it's and like a one even if one doesn't want it. If one does, then you get it. I, you know. Yeah, I would be definitely more curious to read more about the pros and cons of that. And again, I'm not necessarily against it. As a woman, it makes me feel some type of way, but maybe because I'd like to consider myself an honest woman. Um, but if I was a male on the other You're side Nicole. of things, huh? If you were Nicole. If I was Nicole, yeah, exactly. If I was a Nicole. So... I'm not against it. I just would like more time to mull that over, but that definitely stuck out to me within this story. Good one, huh? Yeah, that was a good one, babe. Thanks. Food for thought. And I'm going to move on to my second one here, a little bit heavier on my end. So, am I the asshole for removing all of my fiance's certificates from the wall after he took down my daughter's dog picture? So, me, OP, Female, 34, and my fiancé, a male, 36, got engaged two months ago. I own the house we currently live in, but after he moved in, he started helping out with the mortgage payment. I have a daughter, Ruby, female, 12, and she adores animals. She's had about seven pets so far in her life. Unfortunately, her dog, Tick, passed away. He was her closest friend and favorite pet. 
It was devastating for me as well because he was so precious. As a way to honor him, I've printed a middle-sized picture of him, Ruby's favorite, and I've put it in a frame and I hung the frame in the living room wall. Ruby was so happy with it, especially since she gets to see him smiling at her when she walks in. It gives her comfort. My fiance saw it and got upset. He commented on how strange it was to have the dog's picture up on the wall and how much of a distraction it brings. I felt puzzled because we have all kinds of pictures that were hanging on that wall. He suggested we move it, but I ignored him. One day I got home and saw he's taken it down. Ruby was in her room crying, holding the picture. I asked what happened and she told me that my fiance took the picture off and told her she's not allowed to have it hung up there. Also told her to keep it in her room if she didn't want to lose it for good. I was shocked. I rushed out and immediately started taking down all the certificates he had on the wall, his doctorate, master's, and bachelor's degrees, and about four to five other certificates as well. All of them I took down and put in the bedroom. He discovered what I did and snapped at me and said it's his house as well and I should respect his input. In my defense, I told him that since my daughter has to keep it in her room, then he has to keep his certificates in his room according to his logic. He yelled at me, demanding that I stop nagging him and acting childishly and spiteful. He wanted to put them back up, but I refused and said that if he does this, then Tick's picture will be back up there as well. He yelled about how I disrespected him and his achievements and treated them as trash. And then he stormed out. He's been giving me and Ruby the cold shoulder for days now, saying he won't speak to neither of us until we apologize and put the certificates back up on the wall ourselves. The audacity of this man is outrageous. And why he's picking a fight with a 12-year-old girl when her mom is not there, is outrageous. I hope you agree. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't even know what to say. This is a huge red flag. This is a monumental... That's almost like a blessing in disguise for her to dodge this bullet. That's That's not cool. You're right. It is like a blessing in disguise. This poor... 12-year-old young girl who wants to put a picture up of her dog. Let her. What's so wrong about that? And who does this man think he is? I mean, sure, he's helping to pay for the mortgage, but is his name on that house? I don't think so. doesn't matter. It's It's not the right way to go about it. If you have a problem with it, speak to the the mom. Maybe come to an agreement where they can have it up for three months and then after three months they can talk to the girl about taking it down or rearranging the whole wall where it comes you know like do something where it's a win-win where the picture can move maybe the picture goes to her room and she gets a whole animal wall in her room of all the pictures and then the living room they can put art there or so you know like do something where it doesn't make it look like that dog's picture is not going to be there that's the, and that's not the main intent, but you know, do it. So it's not so aggressive and harsh. And for someone who's sounds like they've achieved, you know, they spent a good amount of time in school. He doesn't have any emotional intelligence or people skills or social skills. Um, 
And if he wants to marry this woman, he's going to be this girl's stepdad, legally, at least. Like, it's not how you treat a kid. Here's my thing. What is even the issue with the picture in the first place? It's one thing, as you just mentioned, like, okay, keep it up for a few months and then you could put art there or something. That makes no sense to me because he has his certificates there, but she can't put something that's meaningful for her. Maybe that means just as much to her, right? Look, a good amount of people have had, unfortunately, have had pets pass away. Personally, I wouldn't want to see a picture of the pet hanging in the living room. I do think it's in poor taste. It's a little strange. I disagree with it. I think the the 12-year-old girl is a little weird for wanting that there. But that doesn't matter because she wants it. So either talk to her about it or give it to her. Again, give it to her for a little while and then like talk about it. You don't just like drop the hammer the way this guy's doing. Um, I get it. It's depressing to see that it's makes you think of other animals that you've had that have, it's just like a rabbit hole of negativity and depression and sadness. And uh, for me, I wouldn't want it in the house either, but I mean, I wouldn't want it in the living room in the main room, you know, like I wouldn't want a picture behind, like I, you don't want to look at that. You want to look at something nice and happy and uplifting. And if I do want to look at pictures of a past animal, it's when I choose not every single day when I come home and want to relax. So I see both sides. Um, I just disagree with how he went about it. So, And I don't blame the mom for doing what she did. I think it's actually pretty amazing. I uh, The only thing I agree with you in what you said was the mama bear statement because mom handled this. Some might say petty, but I think she handled it tit for tat very appropriately. And she's standing up for her daughter instead of some man that she's dating in her well, he house. He crossed now. the line. Sure, he crossed the line, but also how you feel about looking at a past animal is not how everyone else feels. I mean, people leave remains of their past animals and even their loved human ones in the living room in an urn in their ashes, which some would be more off. Some would find that more off-putting than even a photo. And no one said, I didn't get the impression that Tick, the loving past dog, had any affiliation with the with the man. So it's like, to him, he might not even have an association that's a past animal. And so if you don't want, or if someone doesn't want the reminder in the living room as the main focus, as you said, who the heck is to say that they want the main focus to be his doctorate degree? Like, what kind of ego does this guy have you know, it's, again, one thing if you, for some reason, can't look at a he photo. He had them in the living room? He had them in the same or spot. Or in a different room? No, the, she said it's in the same spot. If this wall's supposed to be what's important to the people who live in the household, let this... Yeah, she said on that wall. Yeah, on the same wall. So you but want... But that's weird, too. That's what kind what... of weird stuff are they hanging... These people need to hang art, not school achievements and dead animals i don't care how someone runs their household but it's not fair for this guy to choose like my doctorate and master's degree is more important i mean he's the third wheel he's the newcomer here why does he get to put his accolades out in the in the middle of the living room get an office 
Put yeah, it at I work. I think that's really weird. That's I, not something that you display. I think that's weirder to display in your wherever the area is than than your beloved animal. I think that's so much weirder. So th- I think this guy is an ego problem. I think this guy would tremendous ego problem, right? And he has a money problem because if he had money from all those degrees, he would have another room to put him in. Okay. Well, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> you don't put your degrees in the living room. That's weird. Hi, welcome to my home. This is my master's. Okay, is that who you are? You're your master's degree? And even if you do, what's to say that, again, someone else in the same household can't put something that they love out there as well or something that's important to them? She's 12. What else is she going to put up there? You know? So I I don't like him. I would really reconsider I wonder how many people in the comments are going to say that. Yeah. I, I hope that she reconsiders... Um, and she is absolutely not the asshole. I like that she took it down. It's either everybody has something up or nobody. And I think that's fair for the house household. And I'm glad that she's sticking up for her daughter. Yeah. Or at least you have open communication about it. You don't threaten and give an ultimatum and, and make the kid cry. Right. You don't kind of do- weird and bullying 12 year old girl. It's absolutely showing like if like he a power trip. Yeah, it is, right? It's back to the id and the ego and the power trip. And it's like, if he really has a problem with it, speak to your fiance and then tell her why. That's a channel of communication. Right, exactly. Not just doing it and making this poor girl cry. That's what I'm saying. As a kid, you know, if my mom had a boyfriend who disciplined me like that, I would, that'd be it. That'd be it. Yeah. You want to go to the comments? I do. Yeah. So we're both saying not the asshole, right? We agree on this one. Yep. All right. Let's see what Reddit says. So this thread has actually been locked due to um, an excess of rule violations. Not sure what those are, but this was posted today. It's very fresh. And what I'm going through here is the overall vote is so far, not the asshole. Here's the top comment not the asshole. He doesn't want equal say. He wants a dictatorship. It's clear that he will continue to hurt your daughter behind your back. I would reevaluate my, my relationship. Yeah. And OP responds to this and says, he told me it's his house too now. So he should be able to have a say in it. I find this illogical because he's only paid a two months worth of mortgage. Unlike me who put all my savings and sold important items to be able to get this house. OP, reconsider, reconsider. Let's read another top comment because this one's a good one. Not the asshole. He took a picture of your grieving child's dog, threatened her, told you that your house is also his, yelled at you, and demanded an apology. If you marry this abusive man, you and your daughter are going to live a miserable life. It is abusive. It's emotionally concerning when he wants the apology and is demanding it and giving the cold shoulder. We didn't touch upon that. Ignoring and giving the cold shoulder. Like that is setting a precedent for how the relationship will be. And I agree with Pooper intended. This sounds like emotional abuse to me or like the stepping stones for it. So that brings up a good point because in this guy's eyes, the right way to do things is to take a picture of a 12 year old girl's dog off the wall, give it to her and tell her it's going to stay here. Otherwise she's going to lose it for good. And then it's his house because he's been there two months and 
if people don't apologize to him, then he doesn't have to talk to them. And they should apologize to him, and his degrees and all his stuff should go up on this wall that he's been here for 60 days. Run. Like this, this is weird. Run, OP. Save yourself and your daughter. It sounds like this guy's trying to prove himself, and putting his accomplishments on the wall is like, you know, let me prove my value. And I don't know what the dog has as a stain or a tarnish against his image. You know, it's, I don't know, the whole thing's bizarre. Yeah, run. Yeah, I'd love an update on this one. Maybe we can add this to the update um, episode. I think the final thing that I'll say here is I love school and learning and education, but this is a reminder that just because you're educated, it does not mean that you are socially uh, adapted, you know, to the world. And this guy seems very out of touch. Good yep. luck, OP. I wonder what his, uh, his degrees are in. Yeah, I was thinking that. All right, love. Are you Child ready? psychology. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. Next one. Cool. We are going to end on a light one. Good. Am I the asshole for overriding my wife's drunken decision? I, 35-year-old man, have been married to Heather, 32-year-old female, for just under six years. Normally, things are pretty good between us, but we've had a huge argument lately, and I've been wondering if I'm the asshole here. Okay, here we go. Last week, her team at the office finished some huge multi-year project. Celebrations all around, and she was going to go in, she usually works remotely, to attend a party. Plus ones were not invited, but I had been to some ones from before the plague, coronavirus, and I knew they tended to get pretty raucous. So we made arrangements for her both uh, to go and come back, mostly by train. I would drop her off and pick her up at the train station at the approximate time, or at the appropriate time. I dropped her off around 7 p.m. and have an evening to myself. At about 1.30 in the morning, I get a call from Heather. She's very clearly very drunk, and saying that she doesn't think she can make it to the train station. She's just going to crash on a co-worker's couch. Mm. She's there at his apartment right now. Mm. I asked what the address was. She wasn't sure. Managed to get said co-worker's wife, and I got the address. Drove over there, picked up Heather, who was pretty zonked out, drove back, got her in bed, we didn't talk much the next day, but I just assumed it was a terrible hangover. She's prone to them even when drinking moderately. Party plus two days. I like that. Party plus two days. I check in on her, and she's almost immediately laid into me, asking what the hell I was thinking, ignoring her express wishes like that. After a bit of confusion and her clarifying about picking her up from her co-worker's place, I said that if she was too drunk to walk a few blocks to the train station, I wanted her somewhere where I could keep an eye on her, and not at the apartment of a guy I met all of once for like five minutes. She in turn said that I was a paternalistic, insecure, controlling, and borderline abusive for deciding that her co-worker couldn't be trusted and riding off in the dark to come bring her back home. We've been low-level low arguing about it since in part because neither of us are willing to back down from our initial positions. I maintain that it was the right thing to do to go get her. She says I was wrong to do so. 
I'd rather bring this up anonymously with strangers than go to family or friends about such an intimate argument. But for some outside perspective, am I the asshole here? No. You are not the asshole, bro. Por qué? You know, I don't... I'm almost speechless to this wife and how... They sound young, but you said they're in their 30s? 35 and 32. They've been together for six years. She's 32? Correct. Look, I like to have a good time. Uh, There's been many a times where you've been with me or not with me, and I like to party. I get that. However, I've always made it home or have always wanted you to pick me up, drop me off, come and get me. And if you... Well, when you say wanted to, you've made it happen regardless of how coherent you have or haven't been. And yeah. I've always been able to, whether it's from you or for your friend, I get the address, whatever, and I'm there. In my mind, even if like I'm planning you know, to go back, I guess, when we didn't live together, to my own place or even to a girlfriend's place or even to our place, like I always knew if I couldn't make it on my own to call you. You know, like, I don't know why this wife, and it sounds like he's willing to, unless he gives her crap for it behind the scenes afterwards. Like, I don't know. And then like, I'm just thinking of the tables returned. Like, I don't know. I'm, you have to, you have to go first. (laughs) If the tables were turned, let's go there. Would she be maternalistic, insecure, controlling, and borderline abusive if she went to go pick him up after he was so drunk that he couldn't walk a few blocks to the train station and wanted to go crash at a female co-worker's house? You know, and was saying, don't come get me, don't come get me, I'm going to stay here at her house. You're right. That's, she, oh no, that's okay for him to do. Absolutely not. Yeah, she would lose her... Even gender aside, and, you know, she insinuated in there like, oh, you don't trust this male who male co-workers house I'm sleeping at. It's like, you know, even if he is a stand up guy and it sounded like his wife was there, that's how OP got the address. What if his wife, OP's wife, made a fool of herself while she was at the co-workers house? What if she damage something what if she hurt herself or hurt them or threw up on herself like it's not just like the sexual potential undertones that it sounded like she was saying that her husband doesn't trust her about like but what if she made a fool of herself this isn't a friend's house this isn't even a male's friend's house like I have a couple male friends who you would be comfortable with me doing that but this is a male co-worker for me, it's not about the sex of it being man or woman. For me, it's more about being a coworker who the husband's met once. So in my mind, that probably means that they're not that close. OP's wife and this coworker, you know what I mean? So like what, there's so Well, many... the husband met him once. Right, but. That doesn't mean they're not like close at work. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. She sounds like shady. And to your point. I'm just going to jump into the comments because I, when I found this, I was curious. Somebody in the comments said, I wonder if she isn't hiding something so much as thinking she was not in as bad shape as she was and feeling embarrassed that her coworkers saw her husband taking over and treating her like a child, which she needed because she was probably right on the cusp of peeing on their couch. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 
She's taken out her embarrassment on him is what I'm gathering from that comment. Yeah, but it's she's stepped into embarrassment when she's so drunk that she sounds almost imposing on her coworker that she's going to stay on his couch and the husband is saying, I'll come get you. And she's saying no so much to the point where, and it's weird that the guy's wife gave him the address. She was probably like, come get your wife. <laughs> Somebody come get her. But like, <laughs> were the wife and the husband so drunk and did something happen at the party? Like between them, you know what I'm saying? Like, why couldn't the guy say, hey, bro? I see. I see. Yeah, he must have been. Why is it significant other to significant other? Right. They're both probably just super drunk. And, it's a bad look. Which is fine. And I would lose a lot of trust in this woman, this Heather. I don't care. Six years. That's some shady stuff to do. You come home. You, you, If you can't get to the train, if you don't feel safe, fine. But if you can text, then you can say, come get me. And here's my thing. Even if something happened and it was not nefarious and she stayed there, that's fine. What's getting me about this is that she's upset with him. Two plus party days, as you put it. Like she's upset with him and she's calling him all these names and putting him down afterwards instead of being like, oh my God, babe, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry that I opposed you and fought you to come and get me. You know, if I was her, that's how I'd be like with you. I'd be like, oh my God, I wish you just came and got me. I'm so sorry. I'm so stupid. Don't listen to me. I would be like more self like deprecating as opposed to being like, you're abusive and you're paternal and whatever that she was saying about it. It's the aftermath for me. It sounds like she was out of control and isn't taking responsibility for herself. Yeah. I feel bad for OP. It sounds like he's a good partner and it's he's questioning himself. She's 32. Do they not live in a place where she could go get a hotel? Why is she going back to this guy's house? Does she not have female coworkers? I don't know. This, these are weird choices that, are, you know, not if you were so drunk say like you were an hour away, you took a train somewhere, you're an hour away. Wouldn't you, I'd be like, go get a hotel for the night. You're not wrong. And for some reason, the events of that night, because alcohol's involved and maybe they are good friends or maybe they do know each other. Like I'm putting all of that aside in my head. For me, it's like when you are sober and clear conscious and have time to think about what has happened two days after it, talk to your partner and apologize. You know, even if everything that could have looked wrong happened that night, even if it wasn't bad. But why put this poor man down, you know? I wonder if she got, like, made fun of at work or it was talked about at work. But the thing is, the line wasn't crossed to cause her embarrassment when he picked her up. The line was crossed when she chose to crash at this guy's house. Like, even if he never came to pick her up, if she was crashing at his house... She would have her own, she should have her own internal shame to deal with, right? I don't know. It's, this is a weird thing to be embarrassed about. I'd be like, thanks for getting me. Like, I don't want to sleep at my coworker's house, especially if she works remote and she doesn't know these people. Right. It's weird. This Heather, I, she'd lose a lot of points in my book. Yeah. I, I don't like the way she's treating him after the fact, even if she is embarrassed. So OP, you're not the asshole and good luck with Heather. Yeah, Heather, Karen, she's going full Karen on him, calling him abusive. 
You're abusive, paternalistic, controlling. Thank you for tuning in. That's what we have. I hope you agreed or disagreed. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chloe and Mike. Let us know what you thought of these stories below in the comment. We will be back next week with another episode for you. Until then, take care. See you later.